Welcome to the Canadian SME Podcast, a podcast for Canadian small businesses. We interview Canadian experts and entrepreneurs to provide expert insight into marketing, innovation, business leadership, technology, and trends that impact small business. Our mission is to empower Canadian small and medium enterprise to help you grow your business. Artificial intelligence makes it possible for machines to learn from experience, adjust new inputs, and perform human-like tasks. In today's episode for the Small Business Podcast, I had the privilege of speaking with Manish Gandhi, the founder and CEO of Gradient Ascent AI. We discussed about all things SMEs should be incorporating and investing AI into their businesses. When it comes to AI, it isn't rocket science, it's data science. Stay tuned to find out how your small business can consider changing its ways to incorporate AI today. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Katerina Gasparro, here at the Small Business Podcast at Canadian SME. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are unpacking everything when it comes to AI, and here to help us navigate is none other than Manish Gandhi, the founder and CEO of Gradient Ascent AI. Manish, on behalf of Canadian SME, we want to welcome you. How are you today? Um, thank you, Katrina. Um, wonderful. It's Happy New Year to everyone. Um, we are a small business ourselves, so it's great to be a part of this conversation today. That's amazing. So, honestly, Happy New Year. Uh, it's 2023 um, to everybody, even our audience. Um, so, before we start jumping into anything, um, Manish, do you mind just giving our audience a brief description about what AI is and how it works? Yeah, so AI is sort of a buzzword, artificial intelligence that you probably hear about, read about, talk about everywhere these days, uh, movies, uh, newspapers, YouTube, uh, you name it. And so AI is actually not a new idea. It's been around for a long time. And really the way I like to think about it is it's a way for computers, machines uh, to learn. It's to recognize patterns that are in our world to find those patterns, in some ways remember those patterns so that you can use them again. And an example I often kind of like to use is we all have a bit of a pattern in our mind that if the skies are gray and if it's drizzling, you know, walk out with an umbrella. Um, That's a pretty simple pattern. Um, But then there are much more sort of sophisticated patterns that make our world. For example, who should I lend money to and who who should I not? What makes a great meal and and what doesn't? Um, And how do we get um, computers to learn these patterns? Because historically, only people have been able to, to learn these patterns. So AI is really a great buzzword, great marketing term that captures this idea of using a lot of math and a lot of data Um, punch that into some computers um, to really have them learn the patterns uh, that exist in our world. It's amazing. And, you know, I must admit, I watched a podcast of yours before um, and you did say something that is worth mentioning. Um, You said AI is not rocket science, it's data science. And I want to kind of get into that because um, one of my first questions for you um, is research, research sorry, shows that while 83% of CEOs want a data-driven organization, only 8% are successful scaling analytics and derive value from their data. Could you kind of explain more as to why this idea of urgency to our audience? Um, for sure. I mean, you know, 
you kind of always have to prepare before you can invest in tools like this. Um, and where at least the current versions of AI tools that we use, um, that's really sort of good at requires a lot of data. As I said, I tend to think of AI really as pattern recognition, and that requires math and computing, which is relatively easy to get, um, but it needs relevant data. So say your business produces a widget and you currently need to look at that widget and, and you have someone who is doing quality assurance on that widget by looking at it and saying, yep, this is good or this is not good. Uh, using AI or computer vision would be a great use case where you can sort of put a camera, camera takes a photo of the widget and says, yep, this is good or this is, this is not good. But for the computer to learn that, for the AI, um, and I'm sort of using air quotes here, for the AI to learn that, AI would need you know, hundreds, but likely thousands or tens of thousands of historical examples where you said, hey, this widget looked good or this widget looked bad. So unless you are collecting that data and sometimes you know, you may be operating in a way where you could have collected that data in a week, um, but more than likely it will take you months, if not years to collect that data. So, you know, more often than not, when we start engaging with um, our customers and our partners, um, what we realize, what they say is, oh, I should have been thinking about my data a year or two ago so that now that I want to do AI, I don't have to wait again, right? Because when we start to talk to them and we ask them these questions, do you have the data that we can get the AI to learn from? You know, either the data is not there, it's disorganized, it's improperly labeled, it's not accessible, it's still on sheets of paper, it's in some Excel spreadsheets. Um, so sort of getting your data house in order really sets you up for success down the road. Um, whether you intend to invest in AI or not, at least having that data um, gives you that option, right? It, it in increases your option value now and in the future. Interesting. Um, could you also maybe elaborate um, on your mission and framework for success with AI? We fundamentally believe that um, AI will reshape our world um, mm. over the next few years or decades, right? So sort of the time is harder to predict, but it is inevitable that AI will play a greater role in you know, all our lives, all our products that we use, all our jobs, all the processes that we have, all the businesses that we have. I mean, think about it, right? Our cars are increasingly using AI. The robots in our house, you know, whether they clean or whether they play music, increasingly use AI. Um, our phones use AI all over the place. Like we're already surrounded by AI, but in a lot of ways, it's still barely scratching the surface and it will increasingly get deployed in business. Um, so our mission is to really help all businesses sort of survive and thrive and grow and differentiate in this AI-powered world. Because if you're not ready for it, if you're not thinking about it, if you're not investing in it, if you're not owning IP that's critical to it yourself, you're really going to struggle as our world sort of becomes more and more AI driven. So what we really like to do is work with our customers and partners to get them ready, build something for them that they can use in their own business. They can empower their customers. They can deliver greater value. Um, and so that they're playing a role in this AI sort of powered world, this data powered world, um, and not just sort of you know, leaving this innovation, leaving this growth to 
you know, large companies or tech companies and things like that, right? Sort of, there's this famous quote um, by uh, an investor, Mark Andreessen, called, you know, software is eating the world. Um, and people have since kind of said, listen, AI is actually eating software, right? So sort of in some ways, AI is eating the world. It's kind of really becoming everywhere. So how can you really be a business that doesn't use AI? Even if you're not building it, um, are you really using it to maximize um, your business, whether to innovate or automate, right? Sort of um, the widget example that I gave earlier, it's really about automating um, and using AI to do things um, that that sort of uh, humans um, may no longer need to do so that they can sort of do other 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 things. And the way we like to sort of work with people is to sort of think about it is along three core key components. One, and I sort of briefly spoke about this before, but is data set, right? Sort of, are you thinking about your data, your business data, um, whether sort of um, that's subscribers, that's customers, whether that's process and production and equipment, whether that's your supply chain, whether that's your you know, forecasted demand and things like that, sort of data becomes really the fuel for your business in the future. Then second is skill set, which is do you and your organization have the right skill set, um, whether that's people, um, whether that's contractors, whether you are sort of hiring people or just retaining a partner to help you do that, you have the skill set to, to, to do this and do this well. Um, and the third that I don't think gets talked about enough, and, and I don't think one is sort of more important than the other, but I feel like without this third one, it's hard to even have the first two, um, yeah. which is mindset, right? Like, do you have that culture, the mindset to really leverage uh, this this kind of new way of thinking about automation or using AI to do A, B, or C, whether it's automating quality control or creating new designs or offering more personalized solution to your customers or recommending new things um, and creating new experiences. So do you have that mindset that's iterative, that's experimental, that's innovative to help you do that? So we really like to sort of think about these three things. Now, that doesn't mean we just, you know, talk to people about these things, uh, but it's really, can we build um, both solutions, technology, but also teams and culture that help you get there? For sure. For sure. And it, it really is like a play on words from what you said in the beginning. And honestly, AI is just going to get, like you said, more and more enhanced as like the years go on. And um, so it's interesting to know like what these businesses that aren't using it um, and how they're going to incorporate it when they do decide to. And um, so with that being said, if you're a small business and uh, what do you believe is more important to think about AI and why should the small businesses especially need to consider ways to incorporate it if they haven't already? Uh, for sure. And I think for most small businesses, including ourselves, you don't need to build AI yourself for everything. Right? Yeah. In majority of cases, if you're, say, a restaurant, I think the question becomes, does my point of sale system or does my online sale selling system using AI in a smart way so that we are increasing our orders and our order sizes, right? Are we, are we better forecasting um, our demand so that, you know, we have reduced food waste, right? So, so I think depending on the business, it's not like suddenly we are saying everybody go start building AI. Yeah. So really kind of where the my my recommendation is to start thinking about your business and saying can I get this can I buy this mm -hmm. but then there are other businesses where you may want to actually sort of invest in 
and building your own components mm -hmm. because it acts as a differentiator for your business, right? So again, um, if you are a manufacturer where there is now an opportunity to use AI to help your customers custom design a certain part to accelerate that process, um, to reduce the cost within that process, then you may want to own the IP. You may want to actually build it um, or partner with someone to build it so that now this is a new offering. This becomes something core to your business, right? So whether you're going to buy it or build it in some ways, um, really my encouragement in this new year to uh, small businesses out there, and again, we ourselves are a small business, is to kind of start to say, you know, how will this technology disrupt us? And I, I mean, I'll give an example sort of to your point of this technology is really evolving very quickly. Um, if you had even asked me a year or two years ago, whether we would be able to automatically design things without using a designer, I would have said no, right? Like yeah. to, to design a logo, to design a piece of art, uh, to design um, really anything visual um, requires sort of human creativity. Um, yeah. But just within last six months, um, and if you haven't heard of these phrases, I would encourage you to search for them. Um, there's Dolly, D-A-L-L-E-2. Uh, there's something called Stable Diffusion. Um, if you go search for these things and play with them, you'll see now you can essentially type something like, you know, I want um, an astronaut riding a horse on the moon with the, with the earth in the background. Um, and within seconds, a computer will sort of generate this image for you and, and really anything else uh, that you dream of. What does that do to you know, really millions of designers who are out there, right? How do you differentiate? How do you kind of think about your role in the future? And, yeah. and a lot of these are small businesses, right? Like a lot mm -hmm. of design firms are small businesses. So again, I don't think AI is necessarily coming for say restaurants or, or small manufacturing right away, um, but it is coming through the use of greater automation to the greater, greater sort of uh, use of robotics, because I think there's innovations coming there too. Um, mm -hmm. So again, sort of businesses thinking about these things proactively goes a long way. Um, and don't kind of think that, oh, wait, AI can't do this now, so it won't be able to do this in the future. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of, will it take a few years or maybe a couple of decades? So you have lots of time, but it is it is inevitable. Absolutely. And we have the technology for it. And I think um, a lot of people really kind of forget that how far we came within even like the last five years, let's say for AI, like, you know, we have like Tesla, like now people don't even have to worry about driving, you know, if they're tired, they just sleep in their car and their car takes them wherever they want to go. Yeah. And actually self-driving cars is a great example, right? Sort of, we are always told that self-driving cars are coming yeah. in the next few years, but they're still fully not here. There's still a lack of trust. There's a lack of capability. Um, so, so sort of predicting when something will happen is much harder than sort of recognizing that this is going to happen, right? Um, I think there's another uh, very famous quote, I believe it's by Bill Gates, but 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 don't quote me on this. It's like, you know, we always underestimate the progress we'll make in five years. Mm -hmm. Sorry, we, we always overestimate the progress we make in five years, but yeah. we underestimate the progress we'll make in 10, right? So, exactly. so within five years, maybe some of these things won't happen, but what will happen in 10 years? And, and again, this sort of notion of AI generated design, you know, nobody thought we could do this five years ago and now suddenly it's everywhere. 
Exactly. That's that's exactly it. And you mentioned um, something about digital disruption. And um, so why do you think um, SMEs should be thinking about this and changing their mindset if they aren't already? Again, I, I mean, I think it's the risk, the cost, frankly, the danger of not thinking about this proactively um, and not investing in it or not at least learning about it um, early on can be quite high because when you sort of get disrupted, um, it can be pretty scary and very mm-hmm. damaging, right? Sort of, um, you know, I would be interested to see how these tools like Stable Diffusion are going to impact designers and design industry and arts mm-hmm. um, in the next few years, right? Like I, I, I'm by no means an expert on that industry, but from a technology perspective, it's only going to get better and faster in the next year, even not even five years. Um, and how does that dramatically impact these industries? Sort of one way to think about the era that we are in is that um, AI reduces the cost of a prediction. This is by uh, some professors at U of T. They really sort of made a compelling case. Um, mm-hmm. There's a book called Prediction Machines, if anyone's interested in reading it. But it really kind of talks about, you know, new technologies sort of reduce the marginal cost of doing something, right? Sort of printing or or, or photocopying really reduced the cost of copying something, right? So now we sort of, it's very easy to copy things. Yeah. Um, and if AI really reduces the cost of, say, creating art, creating music, um, which is already pretty low, but if it reduces that even further, um, mm-hmm. what, what does that what does that do? Um, that obviously massively changes um, how people in those industries work. So again, I'll go back to my point of whether that's happening in your industry or not, you kind of start to have to think about, um, and again, you know, I love to foodie, I love to eat. So uh, <laughs> restaurant examples come very naturally to me. But it's like, what is the impact of automation in mm-hmm. that, that, that industry, both for business owners and, and employees and, and, and consumers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just like the impact on, on, on design. Um, or the impact on people who do quality assurance, because now AI will do that more and more and more. Mm-hmm, for sure. And, you know, a great example when it comes to restaurants would be like, if you go, you know, if anybody likes sushi and you go to a sushi restaurant, now they have those little robots that come and bring you to your seat and bring your food for you. You know, pretty soon, as you were saying, like a lot of employees now will become obsolete because now you have robots who are doing the work of employees and why would you pay somebody when you can just, you know, charge up a charge up a robot and have it do its job for you? you and know? that's scary, right? Like I don't yeah. particularly, I don't particularly find that part of AI very good. That yeah, it, it, there is a great risk of it taking away uh, people's employment, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't think that's a that's a good thing for society. That's a good thing for 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 people. Yeah. Um, but the problem is that it is inevitable, right? Again, I don't know if it will happen in a year, five years, or ten years, but that trend is inevitable. And so, how do you sort of think about it, its impact on your business, right? And should you be investing um, so that you are becoming part of that transition, or you are simply, um, you know, accepting that transition and have it happen to you versus? you know, you actually being an active, active participant. 
For sure. And speaking about impacting, um, my last question for you, Manish, is how should we be investing in AI and what impact could this have um, on the enterprise and technology for the future? Um, for sure. I mean, I think I think I will kind of go back to how we like to think about this, which is, mm-hmm. you know, data set, skill set, mindset, right? Sort of you as an owner um, or your employees, are you developing these skills. And I'm not encouraging everybody to go out there and becoming coders actually, because you know one of the things AI is doing is actually starting to automate the job of software developers, right? I mean, this is, this is going to really you know impact everybody. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are, which for the longest time, sort of software development was kind of considered this like the job of the future, but yeah. now will AI even reduce um, and start to do more and more on its own? So, I mean, without getting too, 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 much of an attendant there. The point I'm trying to make is, are you are you learning about these technologies? Again, not asking everyone to be a programmer, but but um, are you thinking about it? Are you gaining um, that 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 skill to be able to assess? Okay, how will this impact my business? Um, what can I do? Um, who can I partner with? Um, what should I be building? Maybe innovating. Or what should I be buying when I buy my new point of sale system or my CRM software or my new phone? What are the things that will drive value to my my business and to my customers, right? I mean, ultimately um, the key to success is serving your customers well. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's you know that's the skill set part. Two is the data set part, right? Like, am I are you getting your data house in order? Um, mm-hmm. Again, even whether you are a restaurant or an accounting firm, um, are you starting to think about your data as a strategic asset, right? Not just sort of as a random output of you know thing that you are doing, but are you sort of thinking of it in, in the same breath as your people? Because um, having data will allow you to, in some ways, automate the tasks that some of the people um, uh, do, right? So so are you thinking about your data as a strategic asset and getting that organized and, and, and in order? And the third is really mindset, right? Are you kind of starting to think about um, your business a little bit differently? Are you open to sort of either being disrupted or, you know, starting to disrupt your own, 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 own business? Um, are you thinking about it iteratively in a data-driven manner, right? Sort of, are you making decisions um, using the data that you have? Are you are you being open to innovation versus, you know, uh, just just sort of ignoring it? Awesome, of course. Well, Manish, thank you so much for taking the time to sit and chat with us about all things AI. Um, do you have any last final thoughts or anything you'd like to share or leave with our audience? Yeah, I mean, I'll just say, you know, um, Obviously, we are very passionate about this, and and you know um, we we live in this world, and that's mm-hmm. not where most people spend their time every day. But if they have any questions or are looking for recommendations on how to learn more, how to gain these skill set and and mindset and things like that, happy to sort of provide um, any additional info. Um, folks are you know feel free to reach out. We we love talking about these things and are always happy to do that. Of course. And like you said, AI is not rocket science, it's data science. So. Exactly. <laughs> it's actually not. It's really not that hard, um, especially with the innovations that have happened over the last year. Um, but again, thinking about it in some ways requires you to change your mindset 
um, as opposed to just sort of keep doing things uh, the way you've been you've been doing them. Absolutely. And with that, everybody, I am your host once again, Katarina Yusufaro from the Small Business Podcast here at the Canadian SME. And I was speaking with Manish Gandhi from the founder and CEO of Gradient Ascent. Manish, it was so lovely having you on and talking with us. And um, we will see you soon. Thank you, Katarina. <laughs> Thank you. It was so much fun getting the chance to sit down with Manish Gandhi to talk all about artificial intelligence and how it's the heart of digital disruption and how it's becoming game-changing in the areas beyond reach of tech. We would like to thank our exclusive banking partner, RBC, and exclusive shipping partner, UPS, as well as our exclusive account software partner, Zero Canada, for supporting this initiative. Please do share the podcast and feel free to check out the other episodes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our magazine and stay up to date on all upcoming events and get the top business insights from industry leaders. This is Katarina, your host from the Small Business Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Canadian SME Podcast. Please visit canadiansme.ca to subscribe and join us next week as we share more expert advice from Canadian business leaders. Thank you.